This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. First of all, I just want to send our condolences and pay our respect to Her Majesty the Queen Elizabeth II. I'm not a royalist or anything like that, but I do appreciate what she has done for the country. And of course, everyone at the Wednesday Tired Our podcast, obviously we pay our respects as well. Wallace dips inside and hits. Oh, what a, what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Oh, he does, it's good! Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Waddle can do. One by Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich! You're listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Right, you're listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. No football at all this weekend. All the games postponed, which meant that our game against Plymouth has been rescheduled or will be rescheduled for a later date. Uh, That's not put us off bringing you another episode of the podcast, though, as we do every single Monday. Obviously, we did it. We were talking about three points in a bouncing back win, but uh, alas, obviously, we'll we'll leave that for for next week and Morecambe. we thought about doing a season roundup, but seven games into the season, I thought that was a little bit early. So uh, we'll be talking about all of the new signings that we've made this season, giving our assessment of them so far. I know it's early days, but obviously we'll comment on what we've seen. Obviously, we made 11 signings in the summer, eight permanent and three on loan, so a lot to uh, to go over. Uh, no Liam this week, obviously with the announcement that Massimo Luongo has gone to work with Wilder at Middlesbrough, he's decided to take some time off uh, to come to terms with it understandable really given that the loving that he had uh, so with me this week and stepping in his patron member and debate show regular it's peter holmes peter mate how are you i'm okay james thank you yourself yeah i'm fine uh, thank you very much like i said this weekend's felt weird even though there has been weeks without football before it's not a it's not a new thing um but yeah it's just you know gearing up to to play in Plymouth away and you know bouncing back from that defeat against barnsley and then obviously i know other, you know, circumstances can't be helped and, and everything like that. But yeah, it has, it has just been a weird weekend, hasn't it? 
it has. It's been it's been very strange. It's been a bit like uh, I think that period in between running up to Boxing Day uh, when there's no football, uh, uh, or that period in between Christmas and New Year when you sort of left kicking your heels. You don't want to go shopping to Meadowall or anything yeah. like that. Want to? You just want it. You just want life to recommence again and restart. And it's been been a bit. Like you said, very, very strange, very unusual. I know you so. got your little football fix. You took your took your lad to the park and had a bit of a kick around on Saturday, didn't you? I suppose that's that's one positive to take from it, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I've, I also coach, you know, an, an under nine football team at Ecclesfield, and they 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 obviously they're all disappointed. We played his first game last week, one seven nil, so they were itching to get back on this weekend. So, uh, and we couldn't get back on uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, so we just you just shrug your shoulders and get on with it and like you say you try and watch the TV but then you see all the other sports playing and <laughs> yeah well, we'll, we'll obviously we'll talk about that on the uh, on the extra time as well so if mm. you do want to listen to our chat about that then do sign up to Patreon patreon.com forward slash WTID pod and yeah, you'll be able to listen to that straight after this episode um, Peter have you have you ever met the Queen or had you met the Queen no, I- I met I met Princess Anne a long, long time ago in a in a, when I was uh, in a in a former job. But that was a God. That was when I was seventeen. So God, that's forty three years ago now. Jesus. Well, I said I never I never met the Queen, as in like I never spoken to her. But I was fortunate to see her when uh, when she came to Sheffield back in I think two thousand and ten. So what twelve years ago now? When I, I used to work in town and. Uh, used to be into my photography and everything, so I always, always used to take my camera with me everywhere, like a DSLR camera. Uh, I can remember one one particular day, I, I can't remember whether I got wind of that she was coming to town or whether I'd um, just kind of stumbled upon it, but it was you know, the cathedral and, uh, yeah, I got some fantastic photos. And so that, that'll be something that kind of sticks with me until, you know, for the rest of my life that, uh, I'd, yeah, that, I'd, right. that, that I'd seen. Like I said, never didn't get the chance to speak to her. I know some people have probably... I've probably had that chance, but uh, but yeah, right. Let's um, let's get into the main episode then. Like I said, eleven signings that we've made. Um, first of all, Peter, at the end of last season, obviously we, you know, the heartbreak of the playoffs. Did you think that we needed to make eleven signings? Because that's what we've done. We've made eleven signings from you know from the from the team that finished last season. I think I think initially straight after the season ended, I, I think I got quite a few others. I think there was a need for fresh blood uh, within the squad. And I thought, initially, I thought maybe three or four, maybe five signings top white. But then as time went on and we we heard about Luongo not re-signing, uh, and then it was announced that Hutchinson was going to be released. And slowly but surely news came out that various players may be a little bit unsettled, maybe looking elsewhere. Plus we'd got Canberry on his way. We knew that Sal wasn't up to much. We knew that the players like Patterson, Brennan, uh, and Alex Hunt and uh, Dawson was coming back. There was a lot of a lot of uh, I won't say unrest, but a lot a bit of not even confusion. There was a lot of I don't know. There's a lot of fans thought, yeah, we need a big also clear out. And I, my sort of figures went up. I'm thinking, yeah, we probably do need another eight or nine. But then. Well, when the season was finished, I, I just thought we just needed a, a, a few tweaks. To be fair, I didn't think we were yeah. that bad. I didn't think we were eleven signings bad. I must, I must admit. No, but, but when you when you look at it, when you look at the players that went out, there were fifteen players that that um, were either released or gone back to the parent clubs or 
or sold on uh, in, in case of Silasau. Eight of them were, were permanent. You know, Mendes Lang, Saido Berahino, Shea Dunkley, Sam Hutchinson, Joe Wildsmith, Silasau, and Alex Hunt being the two latest, and of course Massimo Luongo. And then you, you also forget of the, the lone players that we had, which also obviously need need replacing in some way, shape, or form. Olamide Sharipo, Bailey Peacock, Farrell, Jordan Story, Harley Dean, Lewis Gibson, Tyrese John Jules, and, and Florian Camberi. So when you look at that, the fact that, you know, 15 players um, that were here last season aren't now Sheffield Wednesday players, I suppose we did need 11 or even more signings. Because it's funny as well, I look at the squad and I think we've got, you know, how many times have we said, oh, we've got depth? We've got depth in the squad, but we've got four players less than what we finished with last season. It's weird, that, isn't it? It is, and when you when you sort of read that list out, it, it's a it's a frightening that some of the names on there I'd already forgotten about. Shadipo, yeah, um, John Jules, of course, obviously got injured straight away. <laughs> Gibson, who we hardly saw. So yeah, we made lots of signings last season, but some of them. Yeah, and there were, all, there were also signings at the time who had an impact last year. Like Berahino had an impact at the season, a, part, a crucial part of the season. And you know, there was quite a few of us thinking, you know, it's the second coming. This guy, this guy, this guy can get us back towards the championship or where we want to be. And you know, he's, he's nowhere now. I think he's just, has he just re-signed for some. Some club in abroad somewhere. Yeah, I think it's time for a Cypriot side um, yeah. over there. Limassol. So, Limassol, yeah. Something like that, having a, having a nice holiday like Sam Hutchinson. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Hutchinson tipped him off and said, get your son over there and have a, uh, have a have a good holiday in, in Cyprus. But but yeah, I mean, on, on the whole, the the 11 signings that we've that we've brought in, I mean, I'll just quickly run through them. Obviously, we've brought in one goalkeeper in David Stockdale. Uh, we've brought in five defenders, Akin Fame, who you said earlier that you'd kind of forgotten about, uh, Ben Hennigan, Michael Ehequa, uh, and then two loans in Mark McGuinness and Reese James. Four in midfield, uh, Will Volks, Tariq Backinson, Malik Wilkes, and then Alex Mighton on loan, uh, and then just the one striker in Michael Smith. W- what, on the whole, uh, how do you kind of rate the the transfer window? I don't want to, you know, you don't need to give me an out of 10, but do, do you think it's been a, a successful transfer window? Uh, I think I think yes. Uh, I, I would say I'm going to say I'm going to give you an out of ten. I think it's a, a, from here. I think it's about a seven out of ten at the minute. Yeah, but but with potential for it to become an eight or a nine. Uh, but it can also obviously it can also go the other way. But I, I, I think other than Smith, Smith Ihequa, and Stockdale, I think the other eight are very much. Uh, they're all work in progress models. Uh, they've all they've all got potential to become a lot better players. Uh, every single one of them, particularly at the back, McGuinness is probably not going to be a long term signing because I think he would cost a lot of money to for us to sign. I'm glad we've got him for the season, and he's, and he's not one of these until Christmas jobs, and then we're sweating about having to re-sign him at Christmas. Yeah, uh, because I think he's been for me. I think he's been one of the. It's one of the it's one of the standouts. I think for me as well. I think you, you look and I don't really think we needed a goalkeeper. Obviously, the fact that um, you know the, the fact that we've let Joe Wildsmith go. Obviously, we did need one. Um, yeah. I don't know which went, which came first. You know whether whether Stockdale were always going to come in or whether Wildsmith was always going to go, kind of thing. But you know, I, I didn't think. You know, I thought Wildsmith and Dawson would have been probably all right. But on you know on the other hand, I mean, we'll t- we'll talk more in depth about them. But you know, I thought. You know, Stockdale was a great signing. Defenders, when I read that list out, you know, you look at the the side that played against Sunderland, and you know, all those defenders 
are no longer here. So it, we did need, you know, a lot of centre-halves. And what one thing I would say that, that I am impressed with is that we've gone out and signed players that we that we needed. You know, we needed a left, a left, you know, left-footed centre-half. All right, he's now injured, but I can fame will fit that bill. Obviously, he's been injured, and then we bring Mark McGuinness in, who, although he's not left-footed, he can play in that position. So, you know, when, when you look, it does look like we've, you know, we're never going to know whether they were top targets, his, his number one pick, or or wherever wherever that is. But it, it does certainly look like we've well, everything. Everything we hear about Darren Moore and how they sign players, it, it seems that he has a he has a list of players they have on a watch list, whether. For, for various positions, and I think that was proven with the McGuinness signing. They had him; it wasn't it wasn't in the first two or three that they were going to sign. Because obviously that was uh, Akin Fairmore, uh, it was Henneken, uh, and obviously Moore thought I, I fancied I offer coming back and, and making a making a stand for this place. Plus, he signed Ihekwa as well. So, and the, the list you read out already. Some of those new signings are injured. Yeah, uh, one one long term, one short term. So, you know, the depth is needed. Definitely is needed. Yeah, definitely. Let, let's talk about the the players, and we'll go in you know order of you know goalkeepers, defenders, midfielders, and then we'll finish off with Michael Smith, David Stockdale. Um, obviously, we've got him in on a free from Wickham Wanderers, totally out of the blue. I don't think anyone kind of knew anything about it, and um, it certainly came as a shock to me. He's obviously he's absolute shit house. Uh, that, that goes without saying. Um, he got a golden glove last season in in League One. Um, how have you, you know, how would you assess his performances? Because for me, it certainly changed against Portsmouth. I thought he was pretty poor, and he could have done a lot better. Obviously, that was the first time that we'd seen him in competitive game. But then since then, he seems to have done a lot better. However, Barnsley could say that you know people were a bit. Um, disappointed with somebody's passing, but how would you assess in terms of a signing and, would, and his performances so far? I, I would sort of very much agree with most of what you said, or virtually all of what you said. But I, I have concerns, like you've just said about his distribution. But I think a key part to that is the midfielders, because obviously we play this ball out into the central area, and then obviously as the central central midfielders are getting pressed, it's got to be quick to the left or the right. Generally to the right hand side where Palmer or Hunt is or I offer or Hequa and it's got to be away and gone down that line or to another Wednesday player and I think that midfield player has got to be so crucial for me and we'll come on to this later for me that that person isn't Backinson yeah uh, or he's not the man for that particular role I, I'm not I'm not fully keen on the idea of we've seen it more in the last two or three matches of the taking the goal kicks and Ihequa passes it to Stockdale and then it goes out in that sort of way. And I'm not saying I want the ball hit long down the middle because I don't at all. It's a difficult one. But going back to the original question, I, I, I think as a keeper overall, because of his experience, his, some of his place kicks have been, oh, he's, he's kicking out, particularly long. I've seen his kicks to Gregory and to Windass. You know the balls that you know we wouldn't have dreamt of yeah. uh, previously, uh, and, I, and I doubt very much if Dawson or Wildsmith could do that. Yeah, I mean, when you so look for me, gone. Well, I was going to say for me, Stockdale is a has been a, is a good signing for his ex, just for his experience alone. Is it a good signing? But and I won't say I won't go as far as to say the jury's still out on him for me, but 
I wouldn't be surprised if at some point between now and Christmas or even the end of the season, he has he has two or three what we call clangers or iffy games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to but, see. I mean, in terms of a signing, for me, you know, so when you signed the the Golden Glove in that you know in that yeah. division of last season, you know he doesn't turn a bad you know bad keeper overnight, and to to attract that sort of player, I know he's no, no, he's, no. he's knocking on a little bit, um, coming probably to the latter years of his career, but you know I think you, you hit the nail on the head when you said the, the word experience. I think that is that is vital. I think you know in yes. terms of you know. In terms you can't of, buy that experience, James. No, exactly, and and with some of the players in the. You know that, we, that we've got in the squad. You know, it's not a young squad by by any stretch, but that that doesn't really matter in terms of he's had the experience of the league, especially coming from a Wickham side. Who you know they they do they do it in a different way to us. That that experience can also be be vital because that's where we where we slipped up a little bit. And you know, I'm sure he doesn't. He's not afraid to speak his mind. He does speak up, and and obviously looks like a you know, a cracking guy to have around the dressing room. I'm sure the. Uh, under the cosh interview that is uh, that is recorded recently, it'll be a, a good listen as as well. But but yeah, on the on the whole, I think um, when you're looking Stockdale Dawson, you know, and then Wildsmith, you know, stop to bring Stockdale in, it were a, a great a great signing for me, and you know, one that I am on the whole, I'm happy with. Like I said, Portsmouth was he started off on the bit bit of a wrong footing. I think the the interview that he did. After the MK Dons game was uh, was quite good in in, in in the way that it came across, and he has made some vital stops. You know, he made a I know it didn't really matter, but he made a good stop with his feet in in the Barnsley game as well, which people yeah. people yeah. forget about. So all in all, I think you know to have signed Stockdale, I think yeah, that, there's probably a mistake in there, but a good signing nonetheless. Let, let's move on to the defenders then. Five of them we've signed. I'll start off with Akin Fame Woe, um, just because he's the top of my list for no other reason. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he's one that you said you kind of forgotten about. He, what, he came in in the MK Dons game, what, the second game of the season. We've only seen him for, what, 20 minutes, half an hour or whatever it was, and he's yeah. uh, he's out for, for the foreseeable. So can't really say much about him, really, other than no. uh, what, 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 what were your initial yeah. thoughts? Yeah. He, he, he had did he, have, he had half a game in the Real Sociedad game as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not counting any of the uh, no. the friendlies. Friendlies, but... no. Uh, he's, 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 he's definitely a work in progress. He's definitely a player that, uh, I mean, Darren Moore said he had, he's had his eye on him for some time. He's one of those players he's wanted. Yes, he's left-footed. He, look, he looks capable. Everything I've heard and read about him tells me that he's a player that we, we're, we want in our squad for the future so for me yeah let, let's let's see how it goes with him it's just unfortunate isn't it, that he's picked up that injury and it, it is very Sheffield, it's very yeah. Sheffield Wednesday isn't it that you know yeah. um, Darren Moore bangs on about having a, a left footed centre half um, they are like rocking all shit as he's, as he's uh, alluded yeah. to quite quite a lot I mean just just on that do you think it's imperative that we have a left left footed left centre half is it as important as what people are making out <laughs> Uh, I'd sooner have one than not have one, but uh, for obvious reasons. But I, I think um, I, I think McGuinness has done all right. I think Palmer's done all right when he's played there. But I would sooner have somebody with a. See, I, I didn't think Johnson did a bad, made a bad crack of it when mm. he played there last season. 
and we all slated more when he first went when he first put him into that position. Uh, I'm not saying put Johnson back there now. I'm definitely not saying that at all. Uh, but I'd soon have him. I'd soon have a, a left footer in that role. And I, and, I, and I think that's backed up by the fact that when Reese James played for the half an hour he did play in that role at Peterborough, Johnson did seem to play a lot better. Yeah, I know. That and, at the time. Yeah, I know. Both yourself and and Liam have mentioned uh, have mentioned that. Mm. Let, let's. I, mean, I think. I think. Fame where we can't really comment on. Rick, no, you can't. To, to you be can't call it. But no. you know, let, let's talk about Reese James. Then he wasn't the next one I'm going to go to. But you have you have just mentioned him um, on loan from uh, from Blackpool. Um, yeah, he's a he's a left back or a left winger. Although he, he has popped up in in that number ten role as well. Uh, I think mm. his time at Doncaster. So a bit of a bit of an all rounder. Um, can play in a, a few positions, which I think is the a hallmark for a Darren Moore signing, really. You, you can't yes. if you play yeah. one position. You know, I think I think to be fair, even if you're a goalkeeper, he's probably asking you if you can play somewhere else as well. To be honest, yeah, Reese um, yeah, Reese James is he's one that yeah you'd, you'd like to think signing you know an on an on loan signing from a you know from a, a team in the championship. You'd thought you thought he'd walk into the side, but I know he's obviously had his his, uh, his suspension, but he's found it tough, hasn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the one the one thing Darren Moore's done other than other than Hennigan. Uh, is is not uh, obviously Stockdale is the keeper, but other than Hennigan, is not marched anybody. So right, that's your role. I fetched you in. You're going to be centre off. You're going to be right back. You're going to be left back. You're going to play centre mid. He's not brought anybody in and said right, that's your role. He's making them. He's making them work. He's making them graft. He's making them become part of the squad, buying into the chef, the new this new Sheffield Wednesday ethos. Um, and if and if, uh, and they've got to earn that shirt. And I, and I think. Uh, and Reese James is a prime example. I mean, that, that was his. Was the Peterborough game was his full debut, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was looking forward to it, and I was so. I think I said it when I came on the on one of the podcasts. I was so. I was so. He's the he, for me. He's the guy who was. He got away scot free that night, all, and all the attention was focused on Byers and the Jamie Smith incident and the fact that we'd lost. And uh, for me. He, he was the one who should be taking the blame for that and I think if he stays on the pitch we win that match quite comfortably because we dominated it until not, no, not dominated it we were, we were the better team yeah uh, until until that incident happened but you know these things happen over the course of the season I think he's very much even though he's fit I would put him in the same bracket as as uh, Akim uh, from uh, Fawemo, uh, yeah. whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> it's either Fawemo, Fawemo. I've heard loads of different uh, pronunciations. Uh, it could be, yeah. it could be one of one of any of them. But yeah, it's. Um, I, I think you know, looking looking forward to the you know the games that are coming up. I mean, if we do stick with a three five two, I think you know Reese James will be the replacement for Marvin Johnson. Uh, to be fair, although he has you know he has been sticking him at yeah. left centre yeah. half, but I think you know on the left wing will probably be the the place where he would play. But then again, obviously if if we have that form- uh, form- uh, formation change, then um, then yeah, I, I maybe- can't see I can't see more changing that back th- the back three. So as bad as we were against Barnes, that I think they were pretty blameless in yeah. terms of their efforts. But like you said, I think that's a straight swap for me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, on on the whole. 
I have to say I were, I were happy with the signing. I'd, you know, I'd rather have a, a player on loan from a championship side than not. And I think it's a testament to, to Darren Moore yeah. that he can actually bring these players in. Obviously, he has worked with, with Reese James, which obviously does go a long way. You know, they both know each other from the time at Doncaster. So, which, you know, it's just it's just unfortunately they got that red card and that, you know, we're seven games in. He's had to serve a three-game suspension. You know, hope I think he will get another chance, um, definitely. Yeah. But... Yeah, again, too early to say really, you know, what is what he's done. But I think I'm, I echo what you said as well. I think the first 20, 20 minutes, thirty minutes that he played against Peterborough, him and um, Marvin Johnson were linking up really well. Obviously, both fairly similar players, so they, they, they you know looked like they were on the same wavelength. And down that left side this season, it's not really been ticking for whatever reason. But it, it certainly looked like they were. You know they were doing something special, so hopefully, fingers crossed, we can see more of that as the season uh, as the season goes on. Uh, another yeah. one, Ben Hennigan. Um, what obviously got him on a free from AFC Wimbledon. Now, when he signed, there was a lot of murmurs that you know why have we signed a player from a team that's got relegated? He's not, you know, surely he's not good enough, and and this, that, and the other. What what were your kind of thoughts when we'd signed him? Were you were you of the same thinking, or was you ever given the chance? I didn't. Uh, yeah, I was definitely going to give him a chance. Uh, and having seen him for, well, in all his matches, he does tend to win. I, I would say, you know, 85, 90% of the balls that come in, you know, he's going to be up there banging him away, uh, you know, with his head. And He's know, an old fashioned centre half, isn't he? Definitely. What, what I am surprised is, and maybe we'll come on to this again later, is we don't utilise that at corners. Mm. That's, yeah. a, that's a, that seems to be an overall team problem. Uh, but but as a as a defender, central defender in the air, I'd sooner have him in our side than not have him in the side. Yeah, I mean for me, I think he's steady. I think he's got that League One experience. That's that yeah. we've, we mentioned. He's vital, uh, albeit you know got B more times than he perhaps would like. But you know one want uh, one player up make a bad team kind of thing. You know you can still have decent players in a bad side. Uh, one thing I would say, I think it highlighted that he's passing was poor before he came and mm. I, I probably I do agree I don't think his passing's great but I think we've just got to play to his strengths you know he's not going to play I mean well, he's already shown he played like a 30-40 yard pass and I think it went into row Z of the <laughs> of the south stand so um, and I think he did exactly the same on the other side as well so yeah he's he's not going to be you know you know, finding these diagonals or anything like that, which, like I said, you've just got to play to his strengths, ideally. But for me, I think he's probably a, a fringe player. I think, you know, like what you said just before, the back three that, is, that we're playing at the moment is probably what he's going to, what Darren Moore's going to stick with if we if we do play a back three. And I see Hennigan, all right, I know he's injured at the moment and that's kind of what forced him out of the side. Um, but, I just think I can't see him coming in ahead of you know, especially if we're playing out from the back and things like that. The the players that we've got seem to be at the moment the most comfortable. And when Henningen's on the ball, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I just think he's not as good at doing what what Darren Moore wants him to do as the others. But you know, on reflection, I think a good a good squad player. Obviously, he, I think it was he the first signing that we made of the of the transfer window. I seem to remember. It was James, yeah, and I think. Well, uh, it was. Uh, I'm trying to think of the game. It was. Oh, I've lost that. Lost that train of thought now. The the the, the game when he uh, you mentioned about putting the ball into the south stand. And I, I think that was I, 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 shot, I think that was Charlton, weren't it? 
Yeah, but uh, well, the, the one thing I like about him is if, it, if the ball's in the air, and I think it was it was against Charlton, uh, you know, it beat it beat the lad up front Stockley to every single ball. Yeah, uh, and they'd got the there was another when Stockley went off in the second half, there was a big lad up front who came on, forgot his name, the big black lad who came on for Charlton. He was taller than Stockley. Uh, number thirty something. I don't know his exactly. name, but I know I know what you mean. Yeah, uh, it did exactly the same to him, and he never got a kick either. And yeah. that that sort of, you know, never say die. It was up, it was bang, and he seems to be a fan, a favourite of the fans. But having said that, he's gone off the boil a bit. He's got he, he's he, not so boil a bit. He's got himself injured, and he's going to have to. And now at the same time, I offers found a bit of form and he's back he's back in he's back in favour inverted commas uh, and that three that back three does seem solid so I think he's going to have to wait his time even when he gets fit yeah I mean I think you, it's you know, what you just said there about him keeping Stockley in his, his back pocket it might be a case of that Darren Moore looks at him and thinks you know what this game is a game that, that Ben Hennigan you know if you've come up against a, a tall striker that wins everything in the air I only look to to Wickham and um, and Sam Vokes. That's that's a game where that you put Ben Hennigan in there to to win all the aerials and win all the headers. So yeah, like I said, only only time will tell. On the whole, I think I'm I, I'm happy with that signing. Like I said, I think it is more of a squad player. Um, but yeah, you know, I think Darren Moore's obviously looked at the numbers and looked at the stats and and signed him based on based on I that. I think that's a, that's the theme throughout the squad throughout the whole. Whole, whole team it's a proper squad game yeah and if if like if you lose a bit of form then like I offer's done he's coming because at the start of the season we were, you know we, we noticed that I offered lost his touch he didn't look didn't look as he was before his injury and it took him two or three weeks to get back and now he he looks half decent again yeah and he looks a, I suppose we've got the players that we that we can afford to do that. We can afford to now bring yeah. players out with a firing line and put someone in who is equal or, you know, comparable skill level and skill mm. set that, that's not going to kind of be a massive detriment to the, to the side. Like, you know, there were times where you, know, you, you know, look at last season where we're having to play Canberra and Sow up front yeah. uh, and Patterson as well to that, to that same, same level. I don't think we're at that stage yet. Of course, if we have a whole load well, of injuries, Last season, we were bringing the likes of Brennan into defence, weren't we? Yeah. Uh, and then we were also having to play the lone players like Gibson, uh, you know, who, were, who, who was also learning the game. Yeah. And he's one of the, he's one of these Premier League uh, squad players who was not really had that much game time. Almost, almost like that Chelsea mode. They're forever sending players out on loan. And like Gibson's now gone to Bristol Rovers, so he's having to relearn the game there. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, at Wednesday, when there's twenty odd thousand there, it's a sort of different mentality having to play in front of a big crowd. Yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally agree. Um, yeah. another, let's move on then from um, from Ben Hennigan. Michael Ehequa uh, is mm. is another one. Um, again, signed him on a free, as Liam says, frees and loans. Uh, signed him on a free from Rotherham of his little double swoop that we did that uh, that yeah. night that we obviously will all all remember. Yeah. For, for me. I mean, obviously, he was in the team of the season, um, sort of team of the year last season with, with Rotherham. They got promoted. I didn't expect it. I must admit that was a bit of out of the blue. Um, and for me, so far, I think he's the, I want to say, like unsung hero in that we don't talk about him that much. He kind of just goes yeah. by his game, does his job, doesn't really make any mistakes. All right, he made a mistake against uh, against uh, Barnsley, 
and perhaps should have been um, should have been punished for it. But on the whole, I think really he's he's just been solid, and you, I can see why he got in team of the year. Yeah, he's very steady. He's never going to be flash. He's never going to be a you know the ball play centered off. He's going to do the nice easy stuff, uh, and you'd think nine times out of ten. He's going to do it and do it right and do a job for us. Uh, I think he's, he's played. He's played left centre half. He's yeah. played in the middle and he's also played at right centre half so every, far. Yes. Yeah. Which position do you think he's he's bet he's better in? Uh, I, I don't really know because if I if I had my choice I'd, at the moment I'd stick with the three that are in. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm I'm going to come up. We're going to come on to McGuinness in a minute. I think I'd like to see McGuinness on the right-hand side, but then that would mean we'd have to we'd have another problem on the left side, but then that might be solved with James anyway. Possibly. But I, I, I have got a lot of time for McGuinness, but we're talking about Hequa. I mean, <laughs> yeah. for me. for me, yeah. Great to have in the side. I suppose you could call him the silent assassin. He's there, yeah. you know, he's, he's dependable, and he, he is he's just the kind of player we need. Yeah, I mean, for me, to answer my question, I, I do like him in, in that middle. I don't know, obviously, when Hennigan plays, you're going to play Hennigan there. But I think, for me, he's, he's clearly got that communication sorted out with Stockdale. They're, they're constantly talking. They seem like they, yeah. you know, you, you never see them both kind of flapping their arms around at each other or anything like that. I know we haven't really had any that many clangers or anything for that to happen, but they do seem assured and, and you know, they do seem to like, you know, they're on the same wavelength, you know, with with, with this passing out from the back and, and everything. So, fingers crossed that continues. Go on. Yeah, you want that calmness, don't you? You need that assurance at the back, and you don't want you know you don't want your centre backs flapping, and cause that'll just spread uneasiness amongst the fans, a bit of unrest, and you don't want that getting to the other players and, and making them nervous as well. So, yeah, I mean, it just shows as well, you know, the, the signing of Hequa and um, and Smith, who we'll speak about later on. You know, to to bring two players in, I know obviously wages comes into it, and obviously we don't know how much we've offered them or or anything like that, and we'll probably never ever find find that out. But it just shows you as well as a football club and Darren Moore that the pull that we've got that we can bring two players that are going to be playing in the championship against the likes of you know your Norwiches, your Burnleys, um, yeah. all, all those in the, in the championship next season. That's Rotherham are and doing you know credit to them they're doing all right so far this season yeah. but they've chosen to come to Sheffield Wednesday you know and and, and ply the trade at, uh, at Hillsborough which like I said to, it would be easy of them just to sign a new deal happy days sit, stay at the same club and, and just carry on but yeah it just shows isn't it, how, how we can bring those those names to Hillsborough yeah, definitely. Yeah, so for, for me, he's a he's a he's a plus. Definitely plus. So yeah, Mark McGuinness. You tried to talk about him, and <laughs> just then, mm. go on, Mark, Mark McGuinness. Uh, I, 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 I think we only brought him well, in just to. I think we only brought him in because of the injury to Fameware. I, I think if if he's still fit, I don't think we bring Mark McGuinness in personally. I don't know what you thought about that. I agree. Yeah, I think as more said, we'd had him, we'd had him on his radar for quite some time. And he'd fancied him as a as a to, to get him in into the squad, but obviously other players were before him on, on his sort of shopping on his wish list, so to speak. But from what I've seen of him, uh, he's obviously right footed, but he's doing a cracking job at left back. He's he's a proper brick shit house. He is. Yeah, uh, I've got I've got um, written on my notes. Not left footed, but doesn't look out of place. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly, and uh, you can see why. He was originally, as a kid, he was at Arsenal. You can see why some of the Cardiff fans were a bit 
disappointed that he'd left them. You could easily see him slotting into quite a few championship teams. And again, like you said two minutes ago, that I think that's all credit to the pulling power of of what Darren Moore's got and as obviously as us as a club. Uh, I think he said it in his first interview. He brought the, the famous M word out, the massive <laughs> word out, with yeah. on his second or third sentence, which yeah. was great. But for me, is another like like Ihekwe is a is a is a good signing and and really a positive positive one for us definitely. Obviously, you know, for me, I think he's really a, like tightened up that left side. It, you know, well documented that we conceded all our goals down that left side until Mark McGuinness came in. Uh, you know, I think he made his debut in the Bolton game. Obviously, then we kept a clean sheet. We kept a clean sheet against Forest Green. All right, we've had a bit of a blip against Barnsley. Um, but, you know, only one of the goals came down uh, that we've conceded came down his side. Um, yep. You know, and I, th- I think really, I think, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great signing from, you know, from Cardiff. A bit shocked as well. He played over 30 games for Cardiff. When you look at people that are going out on loan, it's normally players that aren't really getting the game time. So a bit, I was a bit shocked to, to see that yeah. how much he'd actually played, which was good because it obviously meant that he kind of hit the ground running to a certain extent uh, in terms of it's not like he's been, you know, gathering dust and, and everything. But I think you're all right when you, what you're saying. I don't think it is a... You know, one that we're going to be able to. It's it's, it's very much like the uh, Jordan Story signing for me. It's very much in the same, you know, in the same ilk in terms of young defender. You know, I don't want to say playing his trade because he did play quite a lot last season. But he's, he basically, is, you know, he's coming to Sheffield Wednesday to try and get back in the Cardiff side, in really. Yeah, definitely. And it's, I think it, 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 it maybe he's one of them players if he gets us promoted or he helps us to get promoted that. You know, Darren Moore may go to Chancery and say, "Look, this kid's a second season. Can, can we have the budget to sign him? Can, can we can we afford the fee? I don't know what the fee would be, but you'd, you'd think it'd be. I'm sure. I, I don't even know how long his contract is at is at Cardiff. So, uh, but you, you you would think that it would be in excess of two million for a Championship defender. Yeah, I mean, uh, as me and uh, Liam have said, don't ask me about prices. I'm way off it. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. I ain't got a clue what the what they're going to be, uh, what they're going to cost. I, I would say, yeah, even for a, even for a, I would say for a squad championship player, you've got to be looking or somebody of his ability. You've got to be looking two between two and three million quid. Yeah, probably a bit out of our out of our reach at the moment. But you never uh, you never know. Never know. Could be playing in the chat. Well, hopefully we're playing in championship next season. So, uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Go on then. So we, we've brought five uh, five defenders in. We um, ask you the question: How the the defenders that we had last season that, that kind of finished the season off? So you look at um, obviously it were Hutchinson, it were Story, and it were Harley Dean. Is the defense that we've got now better or worse than what we had last season? I'll give you. I've got my thoughts on this as well. So. I think I think it's better uh, because you haven't got... Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. 
That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yes, Hutchinson was a fan's favourite. I liked him as a player, uh, but he was... It was always one that was liable to get a book in. It was always liable to one, you know, to get a sent to be sent off. Yes, he was Wednesday through and through when he plays with his heart on his sleeve. Uh, but maybe, yes, you do want it to an extent. But over over the period of a season, hmm. I, I would sooner have the players we've got now. Harley Dean, I loved him to bits, but then he got injured within two or three, two or three matches, and I thought. He looked pretty solid, but he's the wrong age, isn't he? Now he's, he's yeah. 30, 32, and he's on big money. It's not that's not for me. That's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I'd still, I, I think we're better off as we are now. Yeah, really. Do. I mean, personally, I think if if you'd have said that we could have kept the same defence from last season into this season, I'd have probably said yes. Um, is it is it better than have we have we got players that are better than last season? I'd probably say. On ability, I'd have to say no. I think last season, you know, was better. I mean, you look at Jordan's story now. I think they've un- Preston have only conceded the first goal until recently. Boring nil yeah. nils every uh, every week for them. But you yeah. know, he's obviously you know doing quite well in their defence. He's gone straight back into their side. Yeah, Harley Dean's not been playing at all. Yeah, Hutchinson. I think you are right in what you're saying, though. I think what uh, the reason why Hutchinson and why uh, Massimo Luongo aren't no longer Sheffield Wednesday players is down to their injury record. Um, all right, I know the players <laughs> is brought in, two of the defenders are now injured, so that kind of, but you know, you don't know that when you bring them in. He knew that they were, you know, I don't want to use the word injury prone, but they, they had injuries in the past. Um, and what's that saying? Is it you know, your availability is the best ability or, some, or something like yeah. that? Yeah. And, it is, and it is true. <laughs> and I, I think that's why, those you know those players have moved on, um, but yeah, I, I do. I think on ability wise, it's it, it, we're not as good. But something that we were crying out for last season was League One experience, and Michael yeah. Heck were team of the season for League One. Also, Ben Hennigan, you know, top for clearances. He's also played in this division for I think for the last four seasons. I think it was, or at least his, his yeah. last two. So the, the these players have got that experience in this division. So yeah, Akin Fame is another one that also has um has League One experience, which is it's is it's vital. It's not the same as championship yeah. or or Premier League under twenty ones or or whatever it is. So so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm even though even though I think that the, the defence we had last season it was marginally better, it's not to say that I'm not happy with the with the signings that we've made. Um Midfielders then, four of them we've signed, three on a permanent and one on loan. Uh, Will Volks, Tariq Backinson and Malik Wilkes are the permanent ones and then Alex Mighton is the one that we've got on loan. You could argue that Mighton and Wilkes are possibly forwards, but for the for all intents and purposes, I'm sticking them as midfielders, uh, as, yeah. as, as your wingers. Uh, Will Volks is at the top of my list. Do, do I need to do I need to tell you what I think of Will Volks? Because uh, I think I've already made that. I think I've made, yeah, made, yeah, made yeah. point. It's a strange one for me because you know he, he, rock, he rocks. I'll, I'll go back pre-season. He rocks up at Alfreton, and supposedly, from what I've been told, he got a, he got injured in the warm-up. But it, it never really, never really. The club really never came out and said it. Uh, 
So what Whitehall already was injured in the, in the couple of days before that. So why take him to Alfredton and risk him in a nothing match? It was all a bit all a bit weird to me that. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's done particularly bad, but I think again a bit like Rhys James is he's having to he's had to wait his time. He's, he's having to wait his time. Yeah. Um, for me, I think yeah. For me, I think when he signed on, when yeah. we signed him, this is I mean I've, I've already probably covered this already, but when I signed him, I had big hopes. Obviously, it came on the same day that we um, that we announced that. Uh, Massimo Luongo wasn't you no. Know, we we'd offered him a contract, and then on the same day that we signed Volks, Massimo Luongo had left. So quite clever by the club, really. So I think rightly or wrongly, I saw uh, Volks as a, a direct replacement for Massimo Luongo. I know they're not the exact same player, but I certainly saw him playing in that in that same role. And I yeah. thought, you know, obviously we we held Massimo Luongo in quite high regard. It was only his injuries that kind of held him back. So for me, I, I already had, you know, aspirations that, 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 that I was going to like Volks. I thought he was going to walk straight into the side or at least, you know, um, play more games than he's, that he's certainly played. I know injuries play a, play a part in that. But just from what I've, you know, it's come from Cardiff as well, which you've got, you know, don't forget, he's a, yeah. he's a championship player. So already all these all these things are making, you know, are building him up in my eyes of being, you know, a fantastic football. I'm not denying that he's not. But from what I've seen, it was just very underwhelming. And I think that is the key word, underwhelming. I'm not saying he's mm. a bad player. I'm just not really, I've not, you know, I've not seen him and thought, oh yeah, he's, you know, He's not the the player that I that I thought he would be. I do find him quite negative. I find that, that I find that his his passing's backwards and sideways all the time. Now, the the only thing on that is is that what Darren Moore's asked him to be. I just but because when I compare him to to George Byers, Byers gets the ball on the half turn and he wants to go forward and drive forward. Backinson is 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 the same as well. When he gets it, when Volks gets it, he, he always he wants to save pass all the time. It's almost like he wants to just do his pass completion, um, you know, have a good number for that. And he's yeah. obviously the, yeah. the Rochdale game kind of highlighted that. I mean, yeah. like I said, he, he has had injury and, and stuff, and he, he has found it hard to get into the side. I do think, you know, we kept three three unchanged sides. I do think Darren Moore is going to mix it up a little bit. And, and I do think, he, you know, if, if that's how he's going to play for the rest of the season, I do think we it has a time and a place, especially when you if you're one nil up and you're trying to guard a lead, or you know you, you for example against Ipswich, I know we'll be at home, but if we're one nil up and it's 70, 80 minutes, bring Volks on just to kind of steady the ship and slow it down and keep the possession. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know about you, what 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 were your kind of expectations for him when he when will will Volks sign? I think I think if I think I expected him to be starting, him, but I think barring that injury again. He would have been a starter, uh, and and I don't think I think the likes of I think it'd have been up to Bias to win his shirt back, uh, and back in someone to got the look in what he has had for the last three or four weeks, and but the one thing that, that out of all this, which is almost pushed to one side, uh, and we're not talking about current players, we're talking about new players, but the likes of of Dali Bashiru, Almost because because of that, has become a forgotten man. Yes, he's got injured in the last couple of weeks, uh, and now he's having to get past the subs to even get on the bench to try and get a shirt. Yeah, even though I think he might, I think I think Delhi Bashir might even get a chance to play this week. 
yeah. uh, because we're playing against. I don't think he'll play against Plymouth, but he may play against Morecambe. Yeah, bit of a one, but I, th- I think that will happen. Uh, where, where do you put Volks then? So, in, in terms of his midfielders that we've got, you've got Byers, Bannon, and Backinson. You've got Deli Bashiru, Dennis Adenarin, and Will Volks. I mean, injuries aside, I know obviously Adenarin has got a, an injury and he's going to be out for for I a mean, while. On that list, on that list is, is number five. It's behind the three Bs: Byers, Backinson, and Bannon. Uh, that's in no particular order, and then you've got for me the number uh, the number four at the minute is Deli Bashiru. Although that, that may change this week. He may, he may switch with Atkinson and I think at, at number five you've got Volks and your sixth midfielder is a Denerin. Yeah, and that's because of his injury situation uh, which is like you said right so it, it, it is underwhelming but he didn't help himself by his injury well not help himself but he's got unfortunately got injured yeah. as he was so he's had to he had to sit tight and wait now if we have we might be having a totally different discussion in 10, 15 games signed. That's football. Look at Deli, look at Deli Bashiru. After Portsmouth, he were like he were worth yeah. about fifteen million, and then now you can't even get into the side. So it'll, it'll be interesting to look at the stats in in maybe in in November or at the end of November when we've had almost half the season. Because at the minute, it's only Stockdale has played every minute. Look at the stats and see how many minutes people have played. And I I reckon, other than that keeper's position. It'll be much of a muchness, into, and it'll be not just the eleven. It'll be a proper squad, squad effort. Yeah, um, I think Gregory Gregory's another one that's going to be probably twirled around this week. Uh, and I won't say he's un- undroppable, but Windass and and uh, the new lad, Mighton uh, um, or Wilkes, Mighton and Wilkes, they're going to be they're going to be rotated as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's. But, let, yeah. Let's move on to to Tariq Backinson then. Um, got him on a free from Bristol yeah. City. Yeah. Apparently, we're a bit of a bad lad. Uh, I can't say I've seen any indication uh, no, of that being the case. You know, uh, his time with us this season. Um, one thing I would say is he's a little bit shaky on the ball. He don't fill me with a great deal of confidence when he has got the ball at his feet, especially when he's. Goes back to goal um, and, thing, and things like that. I do think he, I, I think he has got a mistake in him. I think he made a mistake at Bolton, which nearly cost us a goal. Um, yeah. I think he has got that in him. Um, but you look on the other side; he scored obviously a goal uh, uh, against Charlton, a, a fantastic header. He's got an assist. Well, I don't know if he has got an assist. I don't think you can get an assist for an own goal. But he certainly, uh, if it weren't an own goal, it would it would have been a Gregory goal. So I am going to give yeah. it him for the for all intents and purposes. So, you know, he's uh, he's he's doing the thing. You know, um, he's like a bit of a brick shit house as well in terms of you know you get stuck in and uh, he's, he's got a, a decent tackle on him. I mean, I, I'm pleased with him so far because from the the write ups that people gave him beforehand, I, I wasn't too sure what we were letting himself in for although Darren Moore does like a project exactly yeah and and for for me my my first impression of him or impression of him now after after seven or eight games is that he's he's almost like a young Carlton Palmer (laughs) uh, in terms of how he plays the game but then yet again but because he's come in the likes of Deli Bashiro has been being pushed backwards but having said you know I I don't think we're any particular any any worse off in particular but I, I I think another one he's going to be rotated four and five games at a time in yeah. out in out of the side and they're going to have to win the shirts but I like the fact like you've just said he's big he's powerful it must be a nightmare for defenders when he's running through with the ball maybe his distribution at time could be slightly better and I did remember reading comments 
from the Bristol City fans who posted tweets about him saying, you know, his second his second touch is usually a tackle uh, <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that, and his distribution isn't the best. But he's another kid who's learning the game, and he is only what is he twenty one, twenty two, something like that. He's, he's, he's certainly yeah. in his early twenties anyway, so <laughs> he's, he's certainly got a lot of game ahead of him, and which is which is obviously good. We're, we're looking and we're signing players that have got a future rather than yeah. signing these ones on the on the last paycheck. But yeah. the thing is, you know, we talked about Volks, we're talking about Backinson now. For me, like it's it's a strange one because my, it all comes down to expectation. Because my expectation of Will Volks was a, you know, an eight or a nine every week. I know he's not played a great deal, but my, my expectations of Backinson was squad player that will just fill in, and it, yeah. and it's almost. I think that's why, you know, you even though they probably you could you could argue the both might be playing the same in terms of their ability, but because my expectation of one was higher than the other. You, perce- you know, your perceived, you know, um, performances are, are, are totally different. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with Backinson at, at the moment. I think he's, I think he's great. I think you're right in what you're saying. I think it will be harsh on Dele Bashiru and Adenaran when he's fit to, to keep, you know, I don't think Backinson, if he carries on the way that he's playing, I don't think he keeps them out of the side in, indefinitely. I think there will be times where he will, um, where he will rotate. And I, th- I think it's just a case of who, who grabs it with both hands, really, and and kind of takes the ball by the horns and makes that position their own, kind of like what George Byers does. I think it is it's Bannon Byers and one of the others that play in that in that third spot, isn't it really? Yeah, we, we had this discussion uh, about two or three weeks ago. If the midfield play with that intensity or that real high intense pressing game and attacking game that we should know they can play, and then there's no there's no way any any all. The same three midfielders can play with that intensity twice a week, every week, for a sustain a, a, a long period of time. Yeah. The likes, the likes of Bannon, the likes of Byers, uh, they're going to be tired. They're going to get knocked. Mackinson's the same. That's why he's got six of them. Unfortunately, at the minute Adenarin's injured and Deli Bishiro apparently has been carrying a knock, so he's been down to four. So maybe Volks. Maybe it's going to be Volts or, 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 or Adele Bichino that comes in this week. But then this is where, for me, where the key, the two wing-backs come into it and they play crucial roles along, along that middle along that middle five, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. Um, right, let, let's let's move on. I'm going to kind of group these two together, mainly because we have not seen a lot of them, so it's difficult for us to give us overall assessment. But, you know, Malik Wilkes and Alex Mighton, obviously Wilkes brought him in from Hull, paid a fee for him, don't know what that is, probably rumoured to be around about that £300,000 mark, or yeah. I've seen loads of different figures being touted around. Uh, obviously, Darren Moore clearly wanted him, chased him for what seemed like the whole of the transfer window, to be honest. Um, obviously, he's a, he's a winger. If he re- reproduces that form of a few seasons ago um, for Hull in League One, then we've got a serious player um, on our hands, really. And then the other one, obviously, Alex Mighton on loan from uh, Forest. I think he's he's only 19 years old. Again, not you know not seen much of him. Uh, what looks to be full of tricks and and what have you, but does spend most of his time on the floor from <laughs> from what I've seen. Um, both of them, we signed them. I think we need to be using them as as wingers. It's certainly promising isn't it, that we've you know everyone were, were shouting about Malik Wilkes that we need to get him in. There wasn't a great deal of shouting about Alex Mighting because it seemed it came and and was you know was over really really quickly, but. Everyone wanted pace, and those two players have got it in abundance, haven't they? 
They have, and uh, I, I, I think again they're going to be rotated. Uh, I, I don't want to see him dropping Windass, and I don't. But I think that will that'll be the, he'll be the player who sort of gets rotated with with Martin and Am Wilkes. Mm. Uh, but from what what Giles told us when when Grimsby played Forest, Martin Martin played really well at wing back. Yeah, so he, he's the guy who could slot in there. But then obviously that gives issues with Palmer. I know Palmer can play a left wing back. He can play can play anywhere. Palmer, but yeah. for me, for me, Wilkeson, Wilkeson, Martin are going to be a they're going to come and influence the game later on. Uh, in games you, you may even see players like Martin this week at Morecambe against the sort of I hate to use this word the sort of the sides from the lower end of the league or the sides we ex, we are expecting to to beat comfortably and he can do damage with his face yeah. and stuff uh, Wilkes uh, I think he's a bit of a chunky monkey in terms of his, <laughs> his, his I don't think is his fitness you know he's one of those players we've got it was, it was, there's two of them will play with a play with a half socks. There's two of them will play that way now. Is, does does Martin play that way as well? Uh, I'm not I'm not too sure, but I think but, he, in terms of his match sharpness, he's not been playing um, no. you know, first team regular football for for Hull. So I think yeah, it's going to take a take his time. But that's that's the problem. Isn't it sometimes you, you say that they've got not got the match sharpness, but then they're on the bench every week. So how are they going to get the match sharpness if they're not playing week in week out? And but then again, if you if we're winning like we were up until obviously up until last week then they're never going to get that chance but I suppose the five sub rule is does really help doesn't it with with those types of players with Wilkes and with with, with Mighty but just on those what were your feelings like when we signed them were you like yes they're two quality signings or were it a bit muted yeah I still think that now I think if, if we if the intensity in our play comes back the only, the only time it was missing was it was against Barnsley, and we all know that if we play with that level of intensity, like like we like we like we know we can as fans, and like like we've seen in the past, players like Wilkes and Martin will just will just fit straight into the team. It'll fit like a glove. It really will. We all know that. But it's it's how and when you bring those into play on 65, 70 minutes, running at tight when Gregory and Windass and Michael Smith have done their damage. You know that can easily, you know that can that can put games to bed quite easily. It can turn games back in our favour. I think something we've got to realise as well is last season we didn't have any pace uh, really no. at all. All right, we had um, we had the lad who we had on, on Corbiano on loan from Wolves that didn't really work out for him. No. But we had, you know we, did, we haven't got much pace at all. So don't forget it's, the team's also got to to learn how to play with players with pace because it's totally different you know the, the ball needs to be 10-15 yards ahead from you know in, in, in some situations from to run run onto it you know they don't want a ball behind them they don't really want it to feet they do want it in, in front in space so they can get behind and, and things like that so that you have got to take that into consideration as well it's not just a case of just put them in and you know they're going to set the world alight we've got to play to their strengths as well uh, but yeah on the whole I think Malik Wilkes and, and Alex Martin two great signings I mean we're signing a player from a from a Premier League outfit alright he's not I think I think he did actually play in the, in the in the first game where he at least came off the bench um, Alex Martin so yeah like you know We've talked about signing players with League One experience, but I'd happily take someone from the Premier League, not you know, 
without a doubt. And and they do talk quite highly of them at uh, yeah. at Nottingham Forest, which is always uh, always good. It's just yeah, hopefully we can get the most out of him. Um, mm. that that that's the midfielders out of the way. Um, just the one striker that we've brought in. Although obviously with with Windass coming back, it does feel like we've signed two. Um, yeah, Michael Smith again. Injuries of he probably had the 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 worst niggling injury that you could ever have known to man because I know I've never known a niggle keep you out for what six games, but it, it did with Michael Smith. Um, we saw him a little bit against Barnsley, although it was a bit of a tough gig to come into. I think we were two 0 down when he when he came off the bench, you know, trying to change a game and and everything, but. Just rewinding to when he when he signed that deal, were kind of on off on off, uh, and then all of a sudden it were, you know, uh, Paul Warren made a bit of a fool of himself on national uh, on on local radio, saying that he thought they were going to sign, and the next day he's wearing the blue and white shirt. I mean, I was delighted that we signed him. I thought, but you know, what a to sign someone that scored nineteen goals last season again. You know, you, you don't become a bad player overnight, do you? No, and I think similar to Volks, if, if he'd not got that niggle, that injury, it would have been a different story. I think we would have seen, we'd obviously seen far more of him. Uh, and the fact that uh, we were to, up until, was it two or three games ago, we were talking about Patterson starting up front with Gregory. Yeah. And now, now all of a sudden, Patterson's struggling to get in the squad and everybody's fit. Yeah, I agree, yeah. That's, that's how quickly the game... Is now changing for for us as a club. The one thing Darren Moore does, he won't chuck anybody back in un, until he knows they're 110% fit, which is good in a way. And hopefully it reinforces what he said about last season, about he was fed up with the constant injuries, he was fed up with the constant niggles coming back to bite him on the backside. And he wanted, he wanted his players <clears throat> fit on a more regular basis than they were. And he, he, he they had this in-depth uh, uh, look into what was going off up at the training ground. Why? Yeah. Why? Why there were so many injuries constantly happening over and over again. Now the, the Michael Smith thing, almost carbon copy of 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 for Maywell, other than the fact that Smith should be back, you'd think he'll be back in the squad. If not, if not, well, sometime very very soon. Yeah. Uh, possibly this week. I think he will. It'll change our style of play slightly, but if you can hold the ball up and bring others into play, bring the midfielders in, bring the bring the likes of Windass into play. Windass can feed him. I think I think it'll be a revelation for us. I really do. When you, you, you I just kind of touch on what you said there. You said about you know um, change up the style of play, and I think that's one thing that when you look at the, all the players that we have brought in, especially the midfielders in Mighton and Wilkes, obviously Michael, you know, and Michael Smith. It's giving Darren Moore different options. You know, people bang on about this plan B. You know, fans say there's no plan B and this, that, and the other. We've got players now that it can make a few subs and and change the the formation. Yeah, like I said, the style of play depending on who we come up against. We're not just like a one trick pony. Not saying that we were last season either, but you know, we have got different. I felt like last season we had very much the same players. Everyone kind of did the same thing nobody really changed it you couldn't really bring players off the bench and and totally change the way that you play I suppose it was really a one trick pony that was as I'm as I'm talking about it whereas now we have got them options like if Darren Moore wants to play a different formation on Tuesday or on Saturday against Ipswich he can just play a different formation quite easily um 
just just uh, going back onto the Michael Smith, I was, I said I was delighted for for signing him. I th- I'm just and be disappointed that it's not kind of worked out. But going on to, onto the injuries thing, uh, I think Paul Warren did a, a podcast for the BBC, and I think it was in there that he talked about Michael Smith getting these injections to play. Do you think that's kind of played a part? Do you think, you know, Michael Smith would have played with injections, but Darren Moore don't really want to do that with his players? Uh, I think there is some of that, but then you look at the Rotherham situation and when when Smith probably wanted to play with injections last year because he knew that obviously the big prize was obviously the promotion to the to the championship for them. I think he's maybe playing the longer game with Wednesday. In fact, he knows he's going to be back within three, four, five weeks. Yeah, and maybe more more has said to him. I don't really want to. I don't really want to fill you full of injections. I want you to be when you come back, be fit, and be fit properly. Not 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 half fit and having to play. You know, with injections or medication inside you. Yeah. It's, I, 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 like I said a few minutes ago, I, I think Smith will become will become a new hero for us. I really do. Uh, and I, you know, he's part of the. I think he's very similar to Wilkes. Uh, sorry to uh, for for my uh, for my way, for, uh, for my way. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Well, uh, and and also Volks. He got injured at the wrong time. He really did. Otherwise, we'd have seen a lot more of him. So yeah, definitely. I think uh, you're, you're right in what you're saying. It is yeah. when you look at this, you know, Michael Smith, Lee Gregory, Josh Windass. I'm not being funny, but I think any team in uh, in League One would snap your hands off for for that sort of strike force. To be absolutely. fair, so yeah, uh, they would take any one of those, if not all three. Yeah, I, I, all three to add to their. 12 or whatever they've they've currently got at the moment but yeah i mean on on the whole we've just we've just ran through the whole the whole 11 i don't think there's any that's kind of there's not one signing that we've made that i think now what that would crap that i know we're only seven games in i know it's still early days there could be one you know that that suddenly just is a bit of a total waste of space. I know injuries sometimes make you make you think that, you know, you look at um John Jules, everyone thought he was just a waste of space because we didn't even see anything of him of him. Um yeah. but on the whole, I think that you look at it, you look at the the signings that we've made and the good signings that the the yeah, there's some that are better than others that that you that you look at, you know, the Ben Hennigan signings is a bit uh, you know, we didn't, didn't really get as excited when he brought him in, but he's brought him in to do a job. So I think we've just got to really, yeah, we've got to wait and see, um, you know, how it how it all pans out. But the early indications for me are that we've started. The signings have started well, but there's a lot to come in there. Absolutely, they all. They've all, not one of them has it has it top form yet, and. Uh, as soon as, but but he, he, we, I've just said that, but then you realise you think about Stockdale. You don't really, you don't really want Stockdale to be top form, do you? <laughs> no. These or, or any of the defenders. You know, it's you're looking at the likes of Backinson, you're looking at Wilkes, and you're looking at Mighton, you're looking at Volks, and you're looking at Smith. They're the ones who can who can affect the game week in week out. Yeah. Chuck, chuck all them into the equation with the likes of Byers and Bannon and Windass and Gregory. And this is what this is where the, this is where the expectation comes from. Yeah, I mean, you look, you look at it, and we, 
you know, eleven players. We've we've sat, if if the team that went out on uh, against against Morecambe was the players that we've mentioned, you know, Stockdale for me were Hennigan, Heckwe, McGuinness, James, and then a midfield of Volks, Backinson, Mighton, and Wilkes, and then you've got um, you've got Michael Smith up up front by himself. I mean, that'd be a decent side, wouldn't it? To be fair, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean, it looks uh, it looks a decent. Uh, a decent team, but but anyway, right before we um, before we wrap things up, might as well talk about uh, or briefly talk about Morecambe and Ipswich that are, that are coming up. Um, as we as we speak, Morecambe game is ahead, as is the Ipswich game next uh, next Saturday. Um, Morecambe away from home, Ipswich at home, um, both at the opposite ends of the of the league table. Morecambe find themselves twenty third, Ipswich at the top of the league. Um, it's going to be two totally different games, in it, really? But I think two games that really we need to be... Obviously, the, the aim is to get you know six points. I don't think we go into any game not trying to win the game. But, you know, six points would do very, very nicely. Let's, let's talk about Morecambe first and foremost. We need to bounce back from that defeat. And I suppose it is a bit of a blessing in disguise that we're not playing. Well, we had to play Plymouth because... You'd see, you know, Morecambe as the "quote unquote" easier fixture, of course. Absolutely. Uh, if, if you'd have said to me that you lose to Barnes, and then the next game's going to be Morecambe, you'd have said, "Yeah, okay, I'll take that all day long." Yeah. You won't take any. Um, and yeah, it's going to be on a Tuesday night. It could be chucking it down with rain, small ground, potential banana skin uh, against the side, and and they've got Liam Shaw playing for them. Mm. You know. Uh, it could be absolutely. It is. It could be the banana skins of all banana skins. Yeah, the writing's uh, on the wall for a Liam Shaw thunderbolt or something like that from thirty odd yards uh, in it. But I personally think, uh, and I'm always confident, but I think I think it's the perfect game to bounce back. And if we show any kind of wanting to to to, to press, wanting to any time any, any sign of that intensity. We will win comfortably two or I think we'll win two or three now. Yeah, I, th- I think we will come out, you know, wanting to prove a point. I think Darren Moore will be will be keen for that. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say I don't want to underestimate Morecambe, but you know, they've only scored four goals so far this season. They are struggling. Cole Stockton's throwing a wobbler. He's, he's you know officially injured, but from speaking to a couple of Morecambe. Um, Morecambe fans, yeah, it's a bit of a phantom injury just because of the whole transfer saga right. and everything. They obviously do miss him. Um, he scored that many goals last season. Like I said they are struggling to take the back of the net this season. So, you know, whether that's directly down to Cole Stockton or not, it certainly looks that way. Um, but you're right in what you're saying. I think, um, yeah, I think, I think it is a good game to to bounce back from. Quite a lot of people said that we were out for, out muscled, and out you know out everything against Barnsley. So yeah. there's the, the the hallmarks for the same thing to happen with Morecambe. Morecambe will look at that uh, that Barnsley performance and think, all right, technically we're probably not as good as that Barnsley side, but in terms of fight and desire, we can certainly do you know put a shift in, and that's what that's what beat that's what beat Sheffield Wednesday that you know that time. So I think. Yeah, we've we've got to not let that happen at all. Um, I mean, in terms of changes, I'm expecting Johnson to to make way and probably Reese James go like for like. I'm also probably thinking 
Smith obviously Smith came on against Barnsley in the as as a sub. Um I kind of think that Smith might start instead of Gregory. It's not been working for Gregory. I think he's getting you know, he had them chances that he that he didn't put away. I don't know. Smith will probably be thinking, when do I get a chance? You know, now is probably probably a time. So for me, I will pro- I will make two changes. Whether Darren Moore makes them changes, I don't know. What about you? Uh, what about you, Peter? Well, and I don't, I would also change Backinson for for Dele Bishiro. Uh Dele Bishiro, if he's fit, if he's not fit, then Volks. Uh, either either one one of the one of those two. Uh, and I think going back to the Smith thing, I think it's a nice, it's a nice steady game for Smith to come into. Yeah. It's not like you're not chucking him in against Ipswich, a lot of pressure, you know. Hopefully, first versus second and all that malarkey, top of the table clash. I, I think it's a nice game for, for for Smith to come into. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. And because he's a big lad, he's physical, he's used to battles. It will it will fit the sort of it'll be perfect for the, 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 the sort of match we can expect. Yeah, because Morecambe uh, are going to make it so far. They, you know, they're, they're at home. They're gonna, they are going to make it physical. They are going to come and, you know, and try and rough us up a little bit. And I think, you know, Smith is, Smith's used to that, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Go on then. Uh, it, obviously, before we do is, you know, the next podcast next Monday, we have got another game against Ipswich uh, before <laughs> then. Um, that is going to be a whole different kettle of fish, isn't it? Because they're on f- some form. Absolutely, I think regardless of what happens on Tuesday night, win, lose or draw, they're going to they're going to sell out because they they've got this habit now of selling out everywhere they go. They're going to be selling three three and a half thousand tickets. Uh, Wednesday will it'll, it'll be a big crowd twenty seven twenty eight thousand there, uh, and I, I think I think it'll be close, but I think we'll win two one three two ish. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. Really, it's going to be a, a decent game, and I think it's it'll be a good test as well. Because, like I said, they yeah. they are banging form. Obviously, it all depends on what happens on Tuesday. I don't know who they've got on uh, on Tuesday. I've not really looked, to be fair. Um, but yeah, it it's, might be the only it might be the only time all season we go into a game as underdogs. Possibly, but do, do you know what? One thing that I'll, I would say, I, I've not looked at every single fixture that they've that they've had recently. But when you look at the, the the team, you know, we always talk about our running that we've had, and we've, you know, other than Forest Green, and then well, they were MK Dons who have obviously been languishing, although they are coming into some some form at the moment, and I, I, yeah. I do see them as a as a top side. You don't finish third and not be a, a top side in the division. Then you've got. Um, that's said, there were Barnsley that were mid-table, and then Forest Green, obviously, that were down near the bottom. All the you know, all the other teams are, are there and thereabouts. You know, Bolton, Portsmouth, Peterborough—they're all yeah. top teams. Like I said, I put I put MK Dons in there as well. And I think really at the start of the season, you probably have had. I know, obviously, you have a, you know uh, a bit closer to Barnsley, obviously, where you, with with your mm. work and what have you. But on the face of it, you'd have Barnsley up, up there as a as a team that are going to be. Yeah probably yeah. pushing for, for at least playoffs and we've played all them teams like I said probably one easy easy game quote unquote of course you look at Ipswich and I'm just going to look at who they've uh, who they've played then so far this season they had a tough start against Bolton on their, but then they played Forest Green uh, then they played MK Dons but then they've had Burton Shrewsbury they drew with Barnsley and then they've had Accrington do you know what mm. I mean they've all, the teams I'm, I'm not taking it away from Ipswich I think you know were, you've still got when the yeah, you've still got to beat them, them teams, of course. Um, yeah. But 
they've had an easier run than what than what we've had. That being said, they've still scored fourteen goals and, and only conceded four, as opposed to our twelve and seven. Um, but I think you look at the, I, I think the Ipswich game for us as well is the, I think that's the last one, and then we do have some easier fixtures. Well, we've got to, we, we've got Wickham at home the week after, and then it's Port Vale, Cheltenham, Cambridge, Lincoln, Bristol Rovers, Burton, Accrington, Shrewsbury. I'm not being funny. You look, you see three points every single week when you, when you come out, probably a bit too confident, a bit cocky and arrogant, but you know. You fancy your fancy chances to get quite a few points out of those fixtures, definitely. Exactly, yeah. So I think, you know, once we get past uh, Wickham, so going into October, Port Vale is on the 1st of October. I think yeah. that'll be a, you know, to see if, if we can, if we're still in the top six, I know some people are listening to this thinking we need to be top two, but to play at all them teams and still be there and thereabouts, I think would be, would be great. That being said, six it'd be points. the perfect, be the perfect platform, James. Yeah. That being said, six points in his next two games, please. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, First things for- yeah, exactly. Right. Peter, I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, we're going to record the, uh, extra time um so if you do want to listen to that do sign up patreon.com forward slash wtid pod um peter cheers mate for uh for stepping in welcome. as you as you always have done um and yeah it's uh, obviously a, a regular on the debate you always love hearing your uh you and tom go uh head to head and <laughs> with you <laughs> joe you know it's almost like i think you and tom should work on talk sport because uh whatever whatever view you have Tom seems to have the uh, the opposing view, whichever one that is. Even if you change yours, he uh, he changes his to the, the other way around. May agree. <laughs> that that's not happened yet. So uh, may, maybe maybe uh, yeah. If if you've enjoyed this episode, I know we'd obviously we'd love to talk about the actual matches uh, and everything. But we'll be back to normal uh, next week. We'll be talking about uh, fingers crossed two wins against Morecambe and Ipswich. If you have enjoyed it, then please, if you haven't subscribed, please uh, or you know subscribe to us already um and leave us a rating or a review if you have enjoyed it cheers guys the talksport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year we understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing but rest assured you're not alone There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.